Welcome to the God and Your Business podcast. I'm Dr. Una, your host, a Jesus lover and serial entrepreneur. Each week, we will unlock timeless secrets for business success from the Bible. Regardless of your faith, I invite you to join me on this journey with the only thing you'll need, a healthy dose of curiosity. And now for the episode. Well, hello, hello, friend. Welcome back to another episode of the God and Your Business podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about something that has really changed my life. I found this practice. I've only been doing it for 15 days, which typically I don't teach anything I've only done for 15 days. I, you know, When I started, I was like, I'm going to do this for 90 days. I think it's going to be amazing. I'm going to teach everybody about it. It's going to be cool. And then I started practicing it. And within 24 hours, I'm like, oh my goodness. And so I started teaching it to my mentees in my inner circle. And then I taught it at church. And then I'm like, I have to come teach it to you. And it's been so good. Okay. So we're going to talk about it. And it is the mental gym. It is the mental gym for people of faith. So good. You should see the smile on my face. I'm so excited. But The way this happened is, you know, I woke up this day and just had this compulsion. I couldn't suppress it to research journaling, which is very odd because I'm 43 years old. I have never been a journaler. Like that's just not something that I do. I've tried a few times and I could never really keep up with it. I didn't see the point and all of that. And so I said, okay, And I was like, well, different people journal in different ways. I know the idea of just take all your thoughts and put it on paper doesn't work for me because it just doesn't resonate with me, right? And, you know, sometimes I'm like, half of those thoughts are not mine anyway. You know, I don't want to be documenting them. But anyway, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I'm not criticizing that. It's just because it didn't resonate with me, I couldn't, there's no way I could keep up with that. And so I started researching like different people, their journaling styles. And I'm like, no way I could do that. And so I kept looking and it it dawned on me that I probably wasn't going to find one person who was doing what I thought I had in mind, that I was trying to figure out what exactly it was. And so I started piecemealing, right? And some things I just was like, oh, this will be good to do. Some things I saw that somebody else did. And I meditated on this stuff all day. And at the end of the day, I came up with this really cool five-step process of journaling that I've been using. Now, these may be things that you're like, well, I don't want to do that or whatever, but I really would encourage you before you decide if this works for you or not to just do it for 30 days. And I would really love to hear about it, right? You can send me a private message on Facebook or Instagram. I am at Dr. Una Chukwu, so D-R Una Chukwu, and I would love to see it. But anyway, so five steps. And I, so I was so excited about it. I wasn't going to wait till the next morning. So I did my first you know, sequence that night and I was blown away. I was like, this is amazing. And I kept at it. And I was just like, forget it. I have to tell everybody. Okay. All right. So five step process. So let, let me walk you through what it is. So the first part of the process is gratitude. Okay. Is gratitude. And I know gratitude is something that has been thrown around. It's kind of this, you know, buzzword and, you know, but this is not just any gratitude. This is gratitude for things that have happened within the last 24 hours. Okay. And so 
you're literally in your mind's eye going through the day to say, okay, what did God do for me? And I would actually encourage you to refrain from things like I'm alive and things like that. I call that lazy gratitude, not because we shouldn't be grateful we're alive, right? Like being alive is a privilege, okay? But because a lot of times we say that because we don't want to do the work of thinking about what God actually did, right? Because it's more work to say, okay, oh, yes, oh my goodness, yesterday, yeah, I almost got in that accident and he saved me from it. I just forgot about it and kept it moving. Yesterday was also the day that, you know, my daughter who'd been struggling the whole time, you know, she she brought back her report card and, oh my goodness, straight A student, we've been working at this for months. Yesterday was the day that, you know, I have this, you know, character flaw that somebody actually took the time and sat me down and corrected me on it. And like, we don't do that, right? For the most part. And so this is gratitude for things that have happened in the last, last 24 hours and you're writing seven of them. Okay. And the idea is it puts you in a position where you are so aware of how much God is doing for you every single day. You can't say nothing is working, right? Because every week you're writing 49 things that worked, right? And you're you're so full of joy. You're so really so full of gratitude. And Because you're now training yourself to see what God is doing, you see more and more of it and more and more things to be grateful for. It is so powerful, okay? So that's the first thing. Gratitude, seven things I'm grateful for. That's the first thing. And in the last 24 hours. The second thing is one of my favorite things, and it's identity work. Okay, that's the second category is identity work. And what I mean by this, by identity work is this. We don't really see ourselves the way God sees us. Okay. Like when you read the scriptures, it says things like, let us make man in our image and our likeness. But if I say that you're like God, you're like, wait, what? Like it's almost like, is that blasphemy? And but he says, I made you in my image and my likeness. He says in, in Revelations 5:10, you are kings and priests and you reign in the earth. Well, we don't necessarily, I mean, like when we think about ourselves, we don't see ourselves that way, right? He says, you're my masterpiece. Like when you stop and you think about that scripture, what that means is think about the beautiful ocean you've been to, the waterfalls that you've seen, the mountain that you got to climb, all these beautiful parts of nature. God looks at all of that and looks at you and says, this is my masterpiece of all the things I've created. This is the evidence evidence of how creative I am. This is evidence of my mastery. Do we think about ourselves that way? Right? Like, and so, and the thing is, we can't change our minds when we spend most of our time thinking about the negative stuff. Oh, what you did wrong. Oh, does, who doesn't like you? Blah, 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 blah. All of that. Rather than focusing on what God said. And so this identity work, this is literally taking the scripture, taking one scripture about who you are, who God made you to be. And just unpacking it. And I'll give you an example because I have my journal right here. So the first day I did it, I pulled Genesis 126. So let us make man in our image after likeness, you know, let them have dominion. And here I said, you know, so that means I am made in the image of God, which means I look like him. So this is spirit to spirit now. I'm made in his likeness. I act like him. It means if if I'm made in his image and after his likeness, then that means I'm in the God class. Right, because he, if he's my father, if I'm part of the family, 
I mean, like a family of monkeys, the people in there are monkeys, right? Like, so, so I'm in the God class. And then I put there that, wow, if that's the case, then I'm naturally supernatural. And so miracles are normal for me, right? And I'm like, I'm a creator. My father's a creator. I'm in his image. I'm a creator. And I put on there, all things, you know, work together for my good. Like at the end of the day, it all works. And, and I just go on and on and on. And it's just sitting and meditating on one scripture that has to do with my identity. And I'm meditating on it with me in mind. Like, this is who I am. This is who God sees when he looks at me, right? And so I want you to think about you doing that every single day. I'm made in his image. I'm, I'm made in his likeness. I'm a king. I'm a priest. I'm like the sheep and he's the shepherd. He takes care of me. I'm his responsibility. He guides me. He protects me. He provides for me. He leads me the way that I should go, right? And you're thinking about all those I ams, right? I'm his masterpiece. And if you meditate on that every single day as a habit, the picture you have of yourself changes. It's been so mind-boggling for me. Okay, so that's the second thing. The third thing is the most recent lesson. And I put this here because, you know, it's said that thinking is the hardest work. That's why very few do it. And in our days, as we go about our day, there are things that happen that we could learn from, right? Rather than doing the same thing every single day, making the same mistake, doing the same, <laughs> the same thing every single day, we can say, what did I learn today? What is the lesson I pulled out today? Right. And, you know, I've had days where I sat and I thought through the day and I was like, you know what? I've done a lot of work on myself so that I'm not this person who's always worried and, you know, anxious and things like that. I'm, and I was like, and I've done a lot of work there and it's working. But I was like, wow, I just discovered I worry a little more than I thought I did. So that means I need to go back to Philippians 4 6 and really own that. And when I see the worry, I need to do what it prescribes be anxious for nothing instead of worrying, pray, right? And give thanks for everything he's done and all of that. So it's in that reflection. I went to a meeting and I was talking to these really, really, really successful entrepreneurs. And then I started talking about some marketing concepts and they're all blown away. And they're like, I cannot believe how simple you made this. I have never, I've been in, I've been in hundred thousand dollar masterminds and I, and I, I've not, I have not been able to get this concept. And this is the same thing they're talking. I just could not get it. And my lesson was like, look, this is your zone of genius. Lean into it. You're really good at this stuff, right? And so that was a lesson that I learned that day. And so it's just stopping. Like, what did I learn? What did I learn today? In the process of going through today, interacting with people, doing things, what are mistakes I can learn from so I don't repeat them? What are things I did are really good so I can continue to do them? What are the things that, you know, the times that people put up a mirror so I was able to really see myself, right? Like, what did the mirror show? And so it's so powerful because if you do this every day, what that means is you learn something new every day and that will lead to massive growth. It means there's a mistake that you ordinarily would have made every day for three years before you catch yourself and stop and you can fix that in two days. It's so powerful. Okay, number four. Number four is what I call the big challenge buster. And, you know, as I do this, I may repackage this and name them nicer, but this is what we have for now. Okay. Big challenge buster. And the idea is 
you know, we all have these little, you know, challenges and things, you know, problems. I just don't call them problems, but, you know, challenges like, for instance, oh, I always go late here, always forget this, or I always, you know, and I have a bad relationship with this person. It's like, they're just different things. And what if every day you could tackle one of them? So we're not talking about big things like how do I take my company to 100 million in revenue? We're not talking about that kind of stuff. But we're talking about little things. It, you know, every day I go to work, I'm upset at my employees. Why is that? Like, these are things that, but if you, if, I mean, imagine getting rid of one of them every day. And so in this one, I'm going to go through it. You might need pen and paper for this one, but it, it's a five-step thing. It's easy, but it's a five-step thing. So the first thing is to define the challenge clearly. Okay, define the challenge clearly. Because sometimes I ask someone, so, so what's going on? Um, I'm having problems in my family. What does that mean? With whom? Your spouse, your children, your siblings? Like, right? Um, and what kind of problem? What, what does that mean? I, I'm not making as much money in my business. Okay, let's define that a little clearer. What does that mean? Are you not making enough? Are you spending too much? Are you like, what, what does that mean? Right? So you want to define what the challenge is clearly. Okay, define it clearly. Okay, and you can say our sales has dro- have dropped by a hundred percent. Our expenses have gone up by fifty percent. We have the clients, but we're not able to serve them because we don't have the team because of the great resignation. Like, define clearly what the problem is. So that's the first part under the big challenge buster. The second part is identify the root cause. Like, what is the problem? What is, so? What is the root cause of the problem? Okay. So sales have gone down by 100% and because of the recession. But, but is that the root cause of the problem? Or is the root cause of the problem the fact that the recession hit and the great resignation hit and your sales team is now half the size? And so they're working at full capacity, but they can't keep up, right? Or is the root cause that you heard about a recession and you ran away and hid, so you're no longer playing offense, you're playing defense only? Or is the root cause that... Really, you're not charging enough for your services. So your business is just not set up to be profitable regardless. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, what exactly is the problem? Like, drill all the way. Drill all the way. Okay. And the third thing, identify the solutions. What are some things I can do to fix this? Right. And then pick two or three, the top two or three solutions and set a deadline to do them. But I want you to think about this. So define the challenge clearly. Sales have gone by, down by 50%. Identify the root cause. We heard about the recession. We got scared. So we started playing defense instead of offense. So we're no longer um, reaching out to new clients. We're no longer reaching out to referral sources. No longer asking current clients to continue to work with us. We're not doing any of that. What are some of the solutions? Now we're going to go back to full offense. We're going to make 50 calls a day like we used to do. We're going to reconnect with all our referral sources. We're going to do a reactivation campaign to have the people who used to work with us continue to work with us, right? Pick your top two or three solutions. We're like, man, if we do those 50 calls a day and tell the people who are working with us to continue to work with us, that will give us the biggest bang for our buck. Great. When are you going to start it? Tomorrow. (laughs) Right? And that's something that you could have complained about for three or four weeks that you can just take care of right away. So that's the fourth thing. So number one, gratitude. Number two, identity work. Number three, most recent lesson. Number four, big challenge buster. Number five. Number five is the prayer for the big three. Now, I'm going to stop and explain this. At every point in time, we must be clear that we are blind. And what I mean by that is the things that we 
don't know are a lot more than the things that we do know. And so the second you adopt this stance of, oh, I know it, that's the end. That's the end. And so there is a prayer that you see littered all over the scriptures. Um, all, you know, the books of the, you know, that Paul wrote, the, the, you know, like Ephesians, Colossians, and the rest of them. You see them in the Old Testament and stuff, where people constantly ask for three things. And uh, they say, Lord, Ephesians 1 17, where he said, Paul was praying for a church. He says, Since I found out about you, I have asked God to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Okay. So spirit of wisdom, spirit of revelation, spirit of understanding. If you look in Colossians, you'll see it there again. You look in Philippians, you'll see it there again. And then I, I like the version in Proverbs because it talked about needing these things for building a house. And that house could represent your business. It could represent your destiny. But this is what it says. So I'm going to read Proverbs chapter 24, verse 3 and 4. Okay. And I'm going to read it from the New International Version. It says, by wisdom, a house is built. Okay, think about this as your business. By wisdom, it is built. And through understanding, it is established. Okay, so by wisdom, it's built. By understanding, it's established. And through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Okay, so the spirit of wisdom Spirit of revelation, spirit of understanding. Revelation and knowledge are usually used interchangeably. Okay. So the thing is this, it's so powerful. And Paul talked about praying this for a church every single day. He says, I, I don't, I cease not. I cease not to pray this for you. And we know about it. We read about it, but we don't pray it for ourselves every day. And so here in this part that says pray for the big three is just a simple prayer. Father, I ask for a fresh outpouring of the spirit of wisdom and revelation and understanding upon my life so that I will be fully equipped to fulfill my destiny. Simple as that. Okay. And the idea is then you're doing it every day. Okay. So I want you to think about this. Think about you doing these five things every day. So you practice gratitude and not just lazy gratitude, like you stop and you're looking at seven things God did in the last 24 hours. So Gratitude, identity work, you learn, you you pull your most recent lesson, you take a challenge and you just bust it, right? Get the solution for it and you pray the prayer for the big three. What it does to your mind, your mind cannot recover. Just think about your mind as getting a six pack, like ripped, okay? This is what it does to your mind because you're full of joy, you're grateful, you're reprogramming your mind to see that it's always working, your identity is shifting, you're learning something new every day, you're dealing with a challenge every day, so which means your muscle, your ability to solve challenges, to solve problems is, is so much better. And you're praying, Lord, the spirit of wisdom, revelation, understanding, you're not ready for what happens when you do this. You're not ready. I've done it for 15 days. You're not ready, okay? So what I want to challenge you to do is this. The thing about this thing is it's a habit. It's something you can do in 20 to 30 minutes, but it's also something you can never do. And I'm going to, I'm almost like begging, like, please do it. Set a timer, get a notebook. Nobody's scoring this. There's no right way, wrong way. Did I do it right? Like start and you'll just get better and better. But if you'll do it, it will change your life. 
it will make the Bible so real to you. It will make your walk with God so real to you. It would make you creating wind, something that you're like, wow, it is going to be so life-changing. So I want you to do this. That's the first thing I want you to do. The second thing I want you to do is if there is anybody in your world that you actually love, entrepreneur or not, that you actually love, share this episode with them. This right here, you know, the Bible says in Romans 12, 2, it says, be thou transformed by the renewing of your mind. Guess what this is? This is a framework you can use to strategically renew your mind. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 3, it says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This is helping you think the right things in your heart right? Between the gratitude and the identity work and all of that, you're thinking the right things. Man, if you love anybody, share this episode with them and they'll thank you forever. If you have people in your world you love, form an accountability hub and say, hey, let's do a 30-day challenge. Let's do this mental gym thing for 30 days and you'll see what will happen with you. Please don't not do this. It would be such a lost opportunity. Please do not not do it. Even if you think, I don't like writing, the outcome is worth the discomfort. Write. Do it. You'll thank me forever. Okay? Now, when all the stuff starts happening, and it won't take too long, I want you to send me a message, okay? On Facebook, Instagram, I'm at Dr. Una Chuku, so D-R-U-N-A-C-H-U-K-W-U, and let me know. I cannot wait to celebrate you. So go do this, share the episode, and I will see you on the next episode of the God in Your Business podcast. You've been listening to the God in Your Business podcast. If anything you've ever heard on this podcast has helped you, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It really helps us get the word out. Thank you so much. And remember, you are not alone in business. You're doing business with God, the smartest being in the universe. See you next week.